3: Wait, I got big ones, and they that still look real. Okay, it's we are living in living color, and my girlfriends get these kids right together. Okay, do y'all cool. want To be moms, y'all don't get it, but I, no, this I, is real life. I wouldn't be anyway, Yes. So tonight, tonight, Ooh. tonight, I am so excited to have my girlfriends on with us tonight. We are all moms of sons. And this panel is super important because we heard about George Floyd. We heard about Ma Arbery. We heard about Tamir Wright. We heard about Trayvon Martin who kicked out this entire Black Lives Movement. So now you're going to hear a real and raw from some women who, we live this every single day. So before I get too far, let me introduce who I am. I am Lakeisha Olsen. I am your chaos coordinator of BLM Experience. I am also a podcast host a panel with Keisha. And I have a blog that's named after myself. So let me let my esteemed panel introduce themselves. I'll start
1: with you, Miss Lily. Hey, everybody. My name is Alicia. You can call me Lily. I am the mom of a son who is one year old, who is my heart. I'm um, he also the owner of Brighter Affairs and Brighter and Studio. Thank you, Alicia. Trina.
3: Hey, 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 y'all. I am the founder and CEO of Girl Let's Talk ATL. I do media, blogging. I'm just a creative all around, specializing in marketing, advertising, and I am the mom of three young kings. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, girl. <laughs> That's the nigga like, ooh, Candice. <laughs> Hello, my name is Candace. And um let's see, I work in the school system. I also I'm also a licensed cosmetologist and cosmetologist instructor. So um, pretty busy, and I have two sons plus girls, but two sons, and that's since that's our topic. Yes. Miss Shanika. Oh, let me unmute. Okay. I am Shanika Grant. The founder of Unveiled Aspirations. I am also a new on-air personality with the uh, High Volume Music Radio uh, dot com, and uh, I am the mother of one son that is currently deployed and is serving our country. So I'm excited to be here with you, ladies. We certainly salute him and thank him for his service. We do. All right, Ms. Yeah, <laughs> I am Danisha Hey, everybody. And I am a certified life coach, a mental health specialist. Um, I'm currently working at Procter Gamble as um, department safety leader. So um, I kind of wear many hats. I have three kings, 20, 13, and 10. So I kind of have um, three that are spread it out. Um, and I am just a... Uh, um, a love of people a love of women a love of um helping people heal from the inside out so that's me i am so excited to have my girlfriends on with us tonight so i am going to kick this thing off with does racism really exist and i'll start with you trina what's your answer to that does racism exist um i definitely Believe so. Um, just with everything that's going on right now, we see that this We see the reactions that people are reacting to what's going on as far as like our first black president. You've seen the reaction there the racism, um, and how people treated him as the president. And now that we have Trump in there, it's like the narrative have changed. At first
2: mm-hmm. when Barack
3: Obama was president, it was like, Okay, we were like okay, yes, a in the White House, but on the other side, other people who was like, okay, we get this man out of here. But when Trump comes, it's like everything just went crossfire, like everything went crazy, and you can see it. Um, and that changed the narrative of the um, right now with everything that we have going on. That's true, that's true. Candace, what's your take on it? Just like she said, you know, it's as mothers of black sons, we know that it does. It it exists as much as people try to act like it's not here and it's in the past. We know that it's not because we live it every day when our kids walk out the door and, you know, we just want to make sure we're wondering if they're going to make it home, you know, because we. That's our reality. So as much as people try to pretend and say, oh, it's gotten better, it's changed. No, it's still the same. And just now we're just able to show them better than just our word of mouth. They actually see it, whether they want to believe it or not and deny it or not. It's You see it. They see it every day. Right. So, Right. That's true. That's true. What about you, Miss Shanika? What do you think? I think it is very much alive today. Um, and unfortunately, it's it takes or it took for things to be filmed and put out in um everybody's viewpoint because you can't turn your eye from the video. Now you've seen it. It happened on live, everything. And for people to realize, no, it's not the fact that it it never died. It just comes right. in different forms, it comes in different uh areas and it's kind of like now you know everybody's like oh you got a black president you know there's no racism we and like you really believe that do you really (laughs) believe that and then now we got another president that it wasn't the fact that racism wasn't here and that it's now back alive it's the fact Mm -hmm. that when president obama was in office y'all hid it y'all kept that little stuff in now this man then came this little cheeto then came office 45 y'all that's y'all you know he didn't came in right. office, and He's making everybody that was being closed in now y'all taking off those robes Now you taking off those masks and you showing mm-hmm. that it was never died. It's alive and well It was always been alive and well they just covered yeah. it up more. So now you got a president. That's making um If you go out and kill somebody y'all good people there was some good hard-working Christian yeah. people Yeah, so,
2: it ain't go nowhere.
3: (laughs) What about you, Alicia?
1: I definitely believe racism exists. I mean, it's hard to really ignore, especially Mm. nowadays, and I just, I always find it just mind boggling, really, when I see people on TV and they say there's no systematic racism, and I'm like, what world? do you live in that I'm not living in right now? Because I mean, it's clear to see from the top, you know, to the very bottom and, it, and you know, it's sad. It's, it's sad and it's difficult to deal with, but absolutely without a doubt, racism exists, especially in the United States.
3: Right, right. Donicia, what's your take on that? Um, I, I agree with everyone. Um, Everybody saying that racism to me, I think um, it never died. It's like a flame that goes out and it can be re, you know, ignited. And I think that um, in every different era that it shows up in different forms. Um, And as for me, with raising my boys, you know, my oldest son is 20. I think um, it really didn't hit me till um, I gave birth and I realized Mm -hmm. at that moment that my heart was joy. I had joy in my heart, but also had sadness because I knew what he would be up against and the things that I had to teach him to make sure that he can stand and survive in this world, you know? So, um, you know, racism comes in all forms, you know, and stereotypes. And I think that we have to choose to teach our children differently and to be bold enough to stand for that. Right. Right. And I definitely agree that it exists. I think, um, sometimes we get it a little bit more than, um, others and people say, well, why would you say that? I had that conversation today. I'm actually frankly tired of having these conversations with people, but, um, when you are a black woman and you have black and brown boys, that conversation is a little bit different, um uh, for us than it is for say our white counterparts, because they don't know what that feels like. Like someone told me that, oh, I understand your word. That's a normal man. I'm terrified. I am terrified that I have a little brown boy who got a temple. He got a, he got a little attitude, you know. When, when stuff goes wrong, you know, he may pop off. So what happens to him on the day that a cop is having a bad day as well? Yeah. Yes. And, you know, now who's winning? You know what I'm saying? Nobody's winning, and now I could be without, you know, my son. So tell me, as a mom of a black boy, how do you feel when your kids leave the house or like even in your case, Alicia, where you have a a brown baby that you're raising, like how do you feel with the current climate of this nation right now? And I'll go ahead and start with you, Alicia.
1: I think it's so funny that you guys are speaking to the like fact of when your son is born. You know what I mean? When, I mean, of course I knew I was having a black son and, but when he was actually born, I swear, I, I said it out of my mouth, I'm like, I have to raise a black son in America. And that's mm-hmm. scary, um, just knowing what he's up against. And uh, you guys have probably seen this online, when does my baby go from cute to scary? You know, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's terrifying for me too. So I think um, as he is growing up, it's so important for me to not only instill just black pride, but letting him know that he is a black king he's not to be, you know, he's not to take that lightly. And I think instilling that confidence and teaching him about his ancestors and teaching him about our history and giving him that knowledge so he Mm -hmm. has that in the back of his mind as he's going out into the world is the most important thing. But I'm definitely interested in what y'all have to say because, you know, y'all have gone through this and it's it's Mm -hmm. so scary watching your baby grow up and knowing what he's going to be up against because we can't say oh well when you know in my case oh well when he's 20 these things yeah. are happening because maybe my mom said that about me and her mm-hmm. mom said that about her so it's like how do we you know protect them
3: right tamir rice was 12. he was 12 playing in a park with a toy gun mm-hmm. and so you're right I, their skin is a weapon can it speak to that as well? Because you got two boys, one of one boy and my boy, like best friends. We worry about them constantly. You know, how does that make you feel with the, with the way the nation is right now? So, I guess you know, especially like not that it doesn't happen all the time, but especially like when the uh, Trayvon Martin stuff occurred. You know, our sons were still in school. Yep. So. I can recall one night he just walked like around the corner to some apartments that are within our neighborhood, but like around the corner. And I think his phone was messed up at the time. So he couldn't really call me or I couldn't call him, but he did call me and say like he was on his way home. And so, you know, I'm looking at the time passing and like an hour passed by and I'm like, I literally like stopped cooking everything jumped Mm. in my car. Like I pulled out my driveway. So Fast and my husband was like, "You better right. not turn the car up trying to Because I was like, "I don't know where he is. He hasn't called. He called me an hour ago right. saying he was on his way home, and he hasn't made it yet. So at this point, it's like I need to go see where he is. And he just so happened to be walking on his way walking home. But I was like, when I pulled up next to him, I was like, of course, I was like, if you don't get in this car, and I'm like. <laughs> You can't, right. j- and that's not, I had a few choice words, but I was like, if you don't get in this car, I said, cause you cannot just be out here and mm-hmm. I can't contact you and you have, you called me an hour ago saying you on the way home and, and in this climate, because my son is dark skin,
2: mm-hmm.
3: he's stocky mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. dreadlocks. Yep. So even though he was a kid what do you think the their minds are they don't think kid yeah
2: they
3: don't see who he is they see what he looks like so you know yeah. just in that instant I was like losing it because I'm like I don't know and that was like so fresh the Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. stuff was so fresh this is somebody walking home from the neighborhood corner store so yeah. it takes your heart to a whole another level because you're thinking my baby might not make it home because my neighborhood, like it's not just a black neighborhood. It's a lot of people in the neighborhood, you know yeah. what I mean? So just in that short time of 10 minutes, 15 minutes from my house, I don't know. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you worry. And I might, sometimes I I call and, you know, I'm texting. I'm like, okay, where are you? You know, yeah. even uh, he's 21 going on 22, but it's just like, it's it, it's 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 heartbreaking that we feel like we have to keep tabs on them, mm-hmm. every move they make, and we can't just rest comfortably thinking, mm-hmm. okay, they're just out for a little bit. You know, it's always right. make sure you this, make sure you that. Don't do this, don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. make sure the people we're not doing. You know, it's like they can't even. It's like we can't just be comfortable with them being outside of our home. That's why I know, as a mom of a son. I was happy that as much as I said the kids wore my nerves, I was still mm-hmm. happy that, they, that the boys congregated at my house. You know, they stayed yeah. in my, I was okay yeah. with that as much as I was like, oh, if y'all don't get out of my kitchen, if y'all don't stop eating my groceries, I was still okay with it because right. I could put my finger on him. I could put my eyes mm-hmm. on them and I knew they were in that room and I didn't have to worry about their safety or worry about what's going on. I knew where they were. I knew that his friends were going to be over here and they were going to be in that room. And that's what that was. So, right, right. you know, it's, just it's hard. Just trying to, I don't and know. I think, I think it's harder for us as parents because we, we know the end result and our children yes. live in a form of, they don't live in a reality to understand, like mm-hmm. This could be you, this could happen to you. Never mm-hmm. think, I always train my children. Never think that it could never happen because it can. Right. Never think that you can't be a victim because you can be one. You know, and yeah. always be sure that when you're in those type of settings or surroundings, because you can be doing the right thing just at the wrong place at the wrong time. So okay. it's, it's just for me, I try to make sure that. Um, while raising my kids younger on up, because I know the challenges that they will face later to really mm-hmm. tap into who who they are and who their God is. Because right. with that covering, without me, with, with my covering and their covering, then they, they, they will have a, an assurance to know that they will be okay and right. not to be in that fear. And then therefore it gives us a kind of a, of a peace of mind because as a parent and a child, when you are... Um, tap in that type of atmosphere, your discernment kicks in. And once that discernment yeah. kicks in then you can tell the difference in the areas where you shouldn't, shouldn't be, or know that maybe you no, know, maybe I shouldn't go here today. Maybe I should mm-hmm. go here. So it's kind of um it's kind of difficult because it's right. it's an up and down thing with the training with your children because you we're we're looking at how we are raising them and what we know is to come mm-hmm. and then trying to give them a sense of normalization at the same time. Right. right. That's so, true. I'm gonna switch on you and Trina for a second. Think about it, Dinesha, Candace, and Alicia, when Trayvon was killed, his parents, let's say his dad didn't know for several hours. This man was in his house and didn't know his son was laid out on the ground or even headed to a hospital. Think about in your mind, and I hate for us to go deep and dark, but I need people to understand what it's like for us, what we live with daily. Think about how that affects you as a parent now with your son being deployed, Trina got three kings, she's raising, what is, how does that make you feel to think that your child laid out somewhere you won't know for hours? It's, it's that's, look it's you about to make you about to make me want to cry right now Um that's one, that's like very hard and mm-hmm.
2: unfortunately
3: every time they leave out the door, now my son now He's 22 and he is, he's a young man, but he's a young black man. So the simple right. fact that he, every time he steps out, when he leaves, when he first got into his first apartment, it'll be things that I still say, son, I don't think you should do that. Like she said, that discernment sermon in. like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's really a good idea. So imagine Mm-hmm. I did receive one of them phone calls in the middle of the night. It was like 1 12 some 1 in the morning. He wasn't laid out anywhere there, but the, the fact that that phone rung yeah. that time of night, and I didn't know that number, and I knew it wasn't anything that was going to be good. So before mm-hmm. I, and I kept missing the call, didn't know because I was asleep. And when I finally realized and they come running in the room, Marcus is trying to get in touch with somebody's trying to get in touch with you for Marcus, my whole heart, like, I didn't even know what had happened. And if I tell y'all, I was already screaming, Lord, please, God, please. Not my son, not my son, not Mm -hmm. my son and not my daughter's either. But at that moment, it was like, not my son. There is something like hollow. You can't even imagine that if something happens to your child and you not know or you get this feeling like when things are going wrong, when he do something I told him not to do.
2: Mm-hmm. I promise
3: it's something in the pit of my stomach. I'll know when the phone rings something's not right right. It, it may be a connection with them boys because they're mamas, those are babies. yeah, but it's yeah. something you feel when it's not right. So mm-hmm. I can imagine that even his mom sitting there thinking about my son. I promise you, I I feel she felt something. Mm -hmm. She felt something. They felt something. As a parent, there's a connection with your children that, yeah, that's. I just don't even want to imagine it because I'm gonna be sitting up here. I'm gonna need more than this glass of wine. (laughs) Hello, hello. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. (laughs) You right, Trina? What about you? Because I know that's a dark dark place to go but just think about it not knowing yeah um yeah it would definitely it'll be a moment that i wouldn't even want to imagine like even Mm -hmm. in this conversation the way that she felt not knowing or they felt not knowing where their child was and then not knowing where they were but finding out what happened the details and having to live that detail day after day after day. And then has to hear what society has to say about it, good, bad or indifferent. That is the part right there that is going to be like, you're never going to recover from it, especially when it's a crime like this. And I couldn't even imagine, like I've had calls, you know, from my son that scared me and it, it was like me panicking, you know, Cause he he will call. He be like, mom, mom, mom. He always do that. Mom, mom, mom. Like, as soon as I ask the phone, mom, 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 mom. I'm like, boy, what's wrong? What's up? Like, go ahead and spit it out. Let me know what's going on. Because exactly. at that moment, I'm in panic already, and yes. I don't want to kind of um switch the topic. But at the same time, it's the kids that they hang around with as well. Because my son, he's my oldest son, is sixteen, mm-hmm. and he does hang around a lot of kids. You know, football players. He hang around different type of children you know children that didn't have the right upbringing you know right. children that are in different types of situations and mm-hmm. um you know he fall, you know for those friends as well but he gets himself in trouble with them as well so it was mm-hmm. plenty of times where I had the phone call where he called Mama I'm in trouble I need you to come and do this and I need you to come and do that and I'm like what happened who were you with so you know right. that always scared me and I'm just like I'm I was to the point where I was not letting him go out anywhere because like my mom, when I was 16, my mom did not let me go to any house party. She did not let me go yep. to any birthday parties. She did not let me leave the house. All my friends had to come over to my house and yep. I tried to be more lenient because he is my oldest and he is a boy. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like I try so much to keep him home and as much as I try, I feel like he kind of rebelled a little bit as well because mm-hmm. when I say no, or when I say you can't do this, well, I never get to go nowhere. I can't do this, I can't do that. Yeah, and, you know, that becomes a problem as well. But you know, just trying to give him some opportunity to get away from the house is always right. frightening for me every single time. Yeah, that's true. And and for y'all that don't know Candace and I go way back. Our boys grew up together. Always in something, y'all. Always scheming. That's how Kenneth and I became friends. So they was like, "Ooh, um, scheming." Like, um, Cedric mom want to talk to you. Cedric telling his mom, "I want to talk to her." So we have been in these situations together, like even you know in the classroom. So that's why I want to switch to Kenneth and I have experienced you know racism of our boys in the classroom. So Kaylin's tall. Kaylin's a little light complected, but he got a bad attitude, y'all. Like, he just got a <laughs> straight up bad attitude. And as Candace said, Cedric is, he's stocky. He's dark and he has dreads. But it's been times where we've been called to the school for stupid stuff. Just stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. That if a white boy had did it, it wouldn't even be an issue. So let's talk about that, about the racial you know, injustices that we see even in school you know, with our boys. Because either the athletes or their academics, or they really, they really don't. So can okay. like how you know that made us feel as parents. I mean, you know, just as a parent, period. You because you know we want to protect. You know, we want to shield them from all this stuff, but we know we can't. So when things mm-hmm. come up, you know, of course, because we we know you know what i mean we we've been around so when we know and we know what it really is and what it's really not you know how they might try to pretend that it's not this situation it's not because of the, 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 but we know better than that so just having to i guess just having to i don't even know like having to make your kids sons daughters too but your sons like realize that you can't do the same thing. You know, like as a parent, that's strict. Like no. you said, your mom didn't let you do these certain things when you were growing up. And I know how my mom was. Like, I didn't get to go hang out all the time, stay yeah. all over at people's houses. Like, I know my kids have had a little bit more free, freedom. Right. especially More so my son. Like you said, your sons, when they're boys, you try to let them get a little bit more rope to get out. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you have to keep telling. like you, It's like the constant reminder of telling them that you can't do what you might see this other boy do. You know right. what I mean? That's not the same color as you. You know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. be out there doing reckless stuff because you're not gonna be held to the same consequence standards, whatever, as they are. You know, you right. you won't see receive the same consequence that they're gonna receive. And it's and it's you know it makes you feel crazy that you even have to say stuff like that to your yeah.
2: kids.
3: That we right. in 2020 um, that we still have to say these things. Like my daughter and I went to the march. Uh my son went with his girlfriend, but my daughter and I went to the march and she just graduated the other week. For her to say, I shouldn't even have to be doing this. Yes. You shouldn't. At,
2: 18, At
3: you, 18 in 2020, you shouldn't have to be marching for stuff that should have already been over yeah exactly but in this day and age we still have to keep reiterating to our kids our sons especially want a job where you can use your
1: talents make a difference and have the freedom of remote work then meet belay belay has contractor opportunities for proven professionals providing administrative support and social media strategy to fast-paced organizations throughout the united states all from your home to learn more Just visit BelaySolutions.com slash jobs to apply. That's B-E-L-A-Y Solutions.com slash jobs.
0: Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon now get two dollars off a large bacon duo or any large pizza use promo code two donato's every piece is important
3: Actually, that you can't just be out here being free yeah
2: yeah even <laughs> In a though fence,
3: you know what I mean. you can't just be
2: right no. and
3: even though like our children one thing about it is like you both said uh, i don't know whose son it was but my son he has he doesn't have he doesn't have an attitude problem but he has a problem with people disrespecting him at a young mm-hmm. age so mm-hmm. my son is like you know if a teacher say any you're supposed to respect mm-hmm. your elders and things like that but if a teacher says anything Or if a student says anything that he feels disrespected about, he is going to act on it. And that's what I'm trying to work on him the hardest with because he is so quick to react. I'm like, son, you can't do this. You can't do that. Because some people would literally put you under the jail or put you under juvenile, put you in juvenile for some crazy stuff um, that would even like that period. And I think we just have to, I'm working on like his reactions um, attitude wise. Um, It's hard because a lot of young boys do have, you know, those type of issues. They have anger issues. They have attitude problems and things like that. And then it's hard for them to be able to kind of, especially when the teachers and you know people around them, the educators don't understand where the children are coming from. Why are they so? Why are they feeling this type of way? So um, that's like my issue with <laughs> them being in school. I'm like, oh my God, this child. Yeah. No, it makes it to it's where anger. the boys, they're going through so much. The, the young boys go through so much, some stuff that we don't even know, especially yeah. as mothers. Yeah. They may not, they may not want to come to us and tell us, but for those young boys, they're not only are they um Dealing with peer pressure and all of this. They're not blind. They may not say it to us. They're not blind to the things that they see around, even in the school, in the classroom. They see that Billy is getting treated differently than they are. They see that they're being labeled as a troublemaker. Or yes. they're always in trouble for something that, hey... Ricky did it and he ain't not get in trouble for it. Okay, maybe not Ricky. Bobby did it and he ain't get in trouble for it.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. so, the, so those your
3: sons that it's like they have these this built up this tension and it starts off young. And like you said, it's because it the educators, some of them don't realize or they don't care to try to empathize with those boys. They're not trying to see, well, maybe if, you know, I can see where you may feel like I'm showing favoritism over here. Or let somebody else be the line leader. Listen here, mm-hmm. I went to the school behind yeah. a line leader because my child was like, everybody in the class has been the line leader except me. Except that did something for him as a kindergarten. <laughs> you know about that line leader that yeah. did something mm-hmm. for him. So yes. I had to go to the school and be yeah. there. And then that's another, oh, that's another topic. I need the parents, even as mothers, we need to go up to the school other than a basketball, football game. I'm going to need y'all to be that involved in field trips. You need to be doing yeah. a show up. and yeah, really? we yeah. dropping some nuggets lately. we dropping you some nuggets, girl. Yeah. And, and that's the truth. You. Like this. Yeah, said. yeah go Janice, ahead. And, you know what you going to jump in and say? Who? Oh, you. Uh, I was about to say. Okay. I was about to say. You know, with me, you know, I always also work also work in the school district. Yeah. And the school that I work at is predominantly black and brown kids. Uh-huh. So I see. You know, some of these kids. You know, I see that firsthand. Like you said, people don't necessarily know the underlying issues of. What's going on? What and we have some. Our staff is mostly black. I say mm-hmm. black and brown, but we do have those other teachers, and it's like sometimes, like you can't, you can't necessarily ne- necessarily relate to what they might have going on. But we do, yeah. and I feel like anybody that is in any kind of demographics of uh, a lot of different colors of kids, you have to understand that. These kids might not be having the same struggles as you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can't base everything that they're just showing out. Because, you know, with our kids, you know, and I don't know, parents, you really need to understand, they are quick to label them. Mm-hmm. Special ed, give them a want to give them medicine. You know, no. all these things. And if you don't come and stand up for your kids, if you don't just come up there besides when you want to go off on the teacher, if you're not being involved mm-hmm. on the regular... You give them that upper hand to label your kid as a bad actor or a disruptor when people sometimes you just have to take the time to really see what's going on because these kids aren't necessarily bad kids because we can have some kids that might act out with this person. But if somebody else talks to them with a little love and genuine care, you get a whole nother response. So, mm-hmm. like she said, parents, you have to get involved. You have to be. You have to make sure that you're making yourself known. You gonna know mm-hmm. who I am all the time. They, my phone is, is I, always on me. You gonna know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You have to say, you, "I'm here." That this kid is not somewhere on their own. So, right. if you can call me about some homework, you need to call me when they've de- being disruptive. You need to make me <laughs> there and not at the end. You know what I mean? Right. Don't want <laughs> me to come up here and act out. But you don't tell yeah. me when they're acting that. You wanna tell me when it's when it's the last when you about to send them to alternative school. No, tell me yeah. in the beginning so I can check that. But too many times, you know, they let our kids because they want to label our sons. They want to like right. I said, you know, and I you they wanna give them those ADHD level la, labels and mm-hmm. you know put them on medicine and sit on top. They want to do that. So us as parents, we have to be there standing before our kids saying no. We're not going to All allow right. that. We need you to see what's going on first. Talk to me first before you just do that. Because with our boys, I'm telling you, that stuff, uh, seeing it every day, you have to, no. uh, you
2: have to be, every
3: present. be present. And not it just for the football ball. game or the basketball game. Be present for right. the school. Right. Be present for Come the conferences. The be present. Yeah. Yes, yeah. be there. You don't have, I don't care what it is. Come. Show up for the PTA exactly.
2: meeting.
3: Show up <laughs> for the <little laughs> open room. house oh, I need them to take everything. everything.
2: Show up. They care. They
3: stare. They Some parents parents are blind to the fact as well. So some parents feel like, oh, you know, just because we live in a good neighborhood or just because I'm a good parent. Oh, we have this and that That their children are not going to be Subject to what's going on Oh, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so is the perfect Student or whatever, but so-and-so might be Getting bullied, they might be doing You know, getting in, you know, all kinds of Mishap or whatever just yeah. because But, you know, a lot of parents are blind To the fact, too, that things like this can happen Whether you train your children Good or not Exactly, exactly. It happens, It happens. Lily, as a new mom We ain't trying to scare you but as a new one, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it feel what, like it. what do you think about like daily with Max? You know, the things that you and Matt are gonna have to like talk to him about.
1: Right. I think for me, it's definitely a little different from my husband mm-hmm. because he's a black man too. So he has the life experience, yeah. right? He has lived this as a black man. Mm-hmm. But for me it's scary because I know ultimately there is nothing I can do to protect him. I can teach him everything. He can be the most well-behaved boy, he could have the best grades, he could have the most scholarships, he can have whatever. And when people see him, Initially, they're going to see a black man. Those accolades, they don't matter. You know, you can't see those accolades,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, with a glance. So that is the scariest thing to me, knowing that it doesn't matter how well I raise him, how well behaved he is, how much he knows about the police. If an officer is in a bad mood, not it doesn't have to, you know, like we saw, it doesn't have to be an officer. It can be a citizen. It can be yeah.
2: mm-hmm. can
1: feel threatened by mm-hmm. the presence of a black man. Mm-hmm. So, just knowing that feeling in the pit of my heart was so scary. But I think, um, you know, you just have to do the best you can.
2: Yeah, you
1: no. Know, and, and try to make sure that they they know as much as they can. And they they're again, those same things as well behaved. And it sucks because they're not going to have those same um, standards that their counterparts have to, you know, that are, are going to have. they can be be better they can do all this but at the same time again at first glance people see a black man
3: yeah that's it and i tell people that Mm -hmm. all the time as mother as a mother of a black son it's like you're not just preparing them for um one thing it's like we have to prepare them for girls the world everything you know what i mean it's like we have to let them know that And and you don't want to feel like you have to tell them that everything is against them, but we do. It's like you got to strike and you know, you have to worry about everything. You girls can say anything and you're in trouble. The people around you can feel any kind of way, you know, white they can feel any kind of way and you're in trouble. The police can feel any kind of way. And you, we, it's like they have to walk around with this. We walk around with this on our backs and then we put it on their shoulders because we got to make them aware. Right, yeah. And I think that everything. giving them the truth, yeah, mm-hmm. giving them the truth um, helps them better prepare and mentally understand mm-hmm. really what's going on without taking out in that yeah. frustration and be and be right. able to once they understand what's going on that frustr that frustration that some people are exhibiting as far as like with the rioting riot and things or when they're protesting mm-hmm. if they understand and, and educated on what's going on within themselves and around them then they can protest mm-hmm. and be out there and then the change can happen but if um mm-hmm. we don't give them the truth then they live with lies and that becomes anger which um right mm-hmm. then we're never getting ahead yeah. then we're just creating yeah. the same cycle over and over generation after generation so i know right. for me with my sons that the biggest thing for me is just i give it to them straight give them the truth mm-hmm. and let them know that um what it is because if i don't I owe it to them give them the truth because yeah. once they leave outside of my walls, life is different. So therefore, you know, sometimes my kids will say, um, you know, maybe I I, I may talk to them too rough, or I'm like, hey, you got to real way. This house will happen I don't have time to see you're gonna be you're only their, on their child of time. So they don't raise adults. So if I'm raising adults, I'm gonna mm. give it to you just how they're gonna give it t- any other way. I need you to be able to understand what's going on because right. not only do we have to worry about having racism against um you know, other cultures, but we have to worry about racism within our own. So, therefore, we have to do exactly. all of that all the way around because if we don't give it to them like that, then they're mm-hmm. going to live in this false world. And then when reality hits them, either they're going sink to a, sink, a, sink a swim. So, which yep. one is like, as a parent, you know, we have to prepare our children. We have to give them the truth. And that's why not just educate them in school is important, but Small groups of educating them at home as well because that's where it begins giving them that other information they should have. You know, I tell my kids all the time, time, you're going to school because you just really that's what they say you have to do, but it's not really preparing you for nothing." So,
2: therefore, when
3: you get out, you can you can flow. I say, because you know your credentials and your education can only get you in a certain amount of doors, but your common sense and the way you carry yourself and the way that you know about yourself and other cultures and being diverse helps you move forward. You know, and I think we shelter shelter our children too much and we also um, give them too much to, you know, as far as, and reward them sometimes. I think for me, where I saw with my oldest son is that I rewarded him a lot in his grades, but I didn't reward him a lot in things like, well, um, making those common sense decisions or mm-hmm. or certain things mm-hmm. you know um that he should have been doing mm-hmm. i felt like i was praising the grades but I, he was lacking with the common sense and you know mm-hmm. i was praising the sports but he wasn't. he didn't know who he was as a man he don't know you know he don't know these type of things yes. i'm right. in a lot of areas so yes. my other two boys like man no look i don't get me wrong i i want mm-hmm. I, I would love to post straight a's on the report card right. on facebook but for what? what what does what does that do but what does that do doesn't do anything You and your kids lack the common sense or your kids lack the things that they need to know to survive because it's about survival right. on, Man, to, it's, 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 it's survival. it's bigger than race it's surviving so how
2: can Again. I prepare
3: my children to survive yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We don't teach them how to be survivors we don't, um, yeah. we, don't. we teach, we teach our, all baby, our boys we, we hug and baby yep. our boys, we prepare our girls, but when it comes to our boys, they don't, they don't know how to be great men. We wonder why we don't have any great men because we're mothers. We, and sometimes it's alcohol because we baby them. Um, we don't prepare them like we should, so therefore, when they get ready, to go wow. They don't know how to survive. They don't know how to cook. Yeah. They don't know how to change the tide. They don't know how to change the oil. They don't know how to build a house. <laughs> they don't know how to do things, you know. So it's like,
2: I hey, well, yeah. too.
3: So my two, I'm like, hey, yeah, boy, I
2: I, don't care too, I
3: can, I can, I can pay somebody to the go out there and cut it.
2: Why, yeah, Why right. are we making things so much easier <clears> for them?
3: <throat> so when it comes time for them to have to stand, they don't they don't want to boldly stand because we haven't taught them to be bold. We haven't taught them about living in their own identity and their own their own skin and being comfortable with, with who yeah. they are within themselves. And I think they and they're looking to the radio and to music and to hip hop everything for all those different ways to find out who their identity is when we should be teaching mm-hmm. that
2: in yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm kind of glad that the COVID nineteen, you know, kinda happened because it allowed us to stay at home with our yes. children. It allowed us to teach them in a way that we could teach them versus them, you know, being at school. And that allowed us for the for it allowed us to teach more proactive skills, you know, to yes. them. Because, like you said, they need to know a lot more stuff than just going to school and, you know, it's so much you have to learn. But at the same time, I, I, as a parent, don't want to cram too much too soon, you know, before they're ready for it. Um, so taking baby steps and just letting them know, okay, this is this and this is that. Let me show you how to do this. Or, you know, because my dad raised me. So like my dad, if I could take my boys to my dad's house and let them see like what he do and what, you know, he do on a daily basis. Cause my dad, he's older. So he's experienced a lot of stuff too, as far as, you know, racism and working with, you know, different um, ethnic groups or whatnot. So just having my boys, be around him, that was a blessing in itself because then they'll know, okay, well, now I know not certain, you know, act a certain type of way, you know, when I'm I'm around certain people or whatnot. But yeah, so this COVID-19, it kind of eased my pain a little bit because I was literally tired of school calling me. Like, seriously, my son, um, my youngest son, he's very hyperactive. So, you know, he's hyper and his teacher... She was a cool, you know, she was new to the school or whatnot. She was a black teacher. But at the same time, I felt like she was too new to the school and she didn't understand or know how to, like, discipline or how to add fun to the lesson plan because the class was boring, like, honestly, like third grade second grade class and it was boring as crap so i'm like no wonder like my son was getting up and you know he was getting up you know just doing different things because he was like oh my god like you know when are we gonna have fun you know and as children as our children we have to teach them in such a way that they can be stationary to where they can understand they need more hands-on type of thing not just lectures um because he does go to a school so it was like mostly lectures and i was like oh my god like you know so when this happened i said good he get to stay at home i could teach him and that was awesome so yeah but we don't man. like to sit and listen to lectures i mean so why would a third grader or second grader want to sit and listen to lectures too i mean i think again like shanika said we need to get more involved in stuff with school because some of this stuff we could eliminate ourselves to be honest with you we just be real by showing up, being present. Don't just show up He's like you say. Candace and I didn't miss a football game, honey. We didn't miss a basketball game. And when they decided to play baseball, we we was like, what the what the hell y'all doing with that? But we didn't miss not yeah. one. But I can guarantee you, when something went down, we was there too. And when you caught me with that foolishness, most of the time it was me yep. and her together tag team. And they was like, oh no, here they come. That's right, cause he. You want to send him to the alternative school, but you didn't call me the first time that he got flipped with you, or oh, you didn't call me the first time that you said that there was an issue in the classroom. But now you didn't get all the papers, you done wrote all this stuff up, and now you want yeah. to hand it to us. Talking about what we've been to send him to the alternative school, okay? Well, you must be going to because somebody didn't do their job in the mix of it. You know, Keisha, one of the things that really um there's like so many comments coming in on this watch party page i got my phone over i keep looking down and one of them i know like they going off on here they talking about you telling the truth denisha that's it down is. yeah that was you They was going at it but um they, they i'm laughing because they really was but one of my friends uh he said sharon first said that one of the biggest things is we make we also try to make our boys be hard. And as as mothers, because we can't
2: be men. Though.
3: We can't be the men. So the men, you know, we puffing up. We don't want to let them show their emotions. Stop crying. Wipe your face. Boys ain't supposed to cry. That sometimes messes our boys up too. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. um we can't, Nicole stated we can't transfer our fears onto our sons or our daughters. With the, yeah. the some of the stuff that we're going through and what we're feeling right now, it's it's wise for us to have them educated, for them to understand mm-hmm. where they're going, understand where they came from, because you really got to know your history. Because what they're teaching you in school ain't got nothing to do with us. And so a sort of what gotta, we really about. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to be able to talk to them, but at the same time, let them know that you know we can't be a man. So unfortunately, there are the single parents. There are the women that are raising boys by themselves. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to be the first to say, I remember going through that. I was a single parent mm-hmm. at a time, but I was yeah. thankful for my brother and my cousins and those that yeah. took that time to come in. So when I got with my husband now, my kid, my son was still, he was still, I think he was early teens. I'm trying to get it all together. And it was It was kind of hard because I would watch him like she said, teach him things, and sometimes he was a little harder, and I'd want to go in and swoop in and rescue him. Right. because right? <laughs> you being a little too rough with him.
2: But right.
3: In the long run, it took a whole lot for me to understand. Like she said, that was teaching him, that was molding him, that was right. making him a young man, that was getting him ready. He had to get off that boob. I was kind of holding him there, but it was time yep. for him mm-hmm. to get off of and be that young man that we were raising him to be. He's a, a perfect gentleman. He'll give you the shirt off his back, got the biggest mm. heart
2: from
3: his mama. And he'll work, I'm talking about the boy go out and you say it's something with some money involved. Oh, he all on it. Cause he about making <laughs> money. But we also, but it's trying to get him to make these smart decision and understanding that our young men, that's what they're needing. They're needing us to help them make the smart decisions. Right. Understand your yeah. surroundings. Understand what's going on at all time. But you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you came from. So yes, we right. gotta mm-hmm. tell them our history and let them know, hey, we're bigger than what they say we are. We're not the right. uh, subordinate race that they want to put us as. No, right. you come from kings and queens. We're gonna go yes. ahead and tell you the real deal. Exactly. But then right. That when you're in school and you're with these teachers and I guess my kids kind of get that from me because you can't talk to me any kind of way. You can't talk. Mm-hmm. I can go to the school and I have people talk at me and not talk to me and talk mm-hmm. down on me, and I will and I will call them out on it because what you're not going to do is talk to me like I'm some street hood or somebody on the right. street that don't have any better sense. What yeah. you're going to do is mm-hmm. talk to me like you got <laughs> go there because I will go there. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I come in there
2: like
3: I come in there like this, <laughs> but I can't get like this. But I try not to do it and <laughs> because I want right. you, but we're trying to teach our kids how to handle things differently. Respect. I don't yeah. want them to always yeah. jump off and got, feel like they gotta pop off and they gotta cuss somebody out. Cause I can curse you out without using no profanity. By the time no, I Lord. get talking to you, you will be like, I know she had to have said something in here. Yeah, yeah, but but putting you on the spot, but also teaching the kids that they don't always have to curse somebody out. You don't always right. have to fight, but sometimes right. you might have to fight for what's right. But there are times that you don't always understanding that we can hurt them more by keeping our cool. We can, yeah. I can hurt you more on my on paper because yeah. that's what they winning at right now, anyway. On paper, yeah. yeah right. That's and I think that's one thing and you
2: about know.
3: I, um, <laughs> as a mom, I'm sorry, as a mom, I don't want my children to see someone talk to me like that or intimidate me and make it like and I don't respond back, you know. So it's like you have to teach them that it's not OK to let people talk to you and treat you any kind of way. You have to stand up for what's right and defend yourself at all times, because if not, people will continue to do that to you. hmm. And, you know, it's like in the midst of us teaching them to be respectful and to be all these things. It's like sometimes I feel like we have to like we have to teach them to be overly respectful because,
2: mm-hmm. you like, know, yes, so like yes. you
3: said. people Yeah. Like and and I don't want you. I don't want my kids, not my son, nor my daughters to be. Yes, men, Yes. Men. You know, I want you to be yeah. respectful. But at the same time. They are warranted the same respect, you know, even though they're young kids, whatever you still as adults, as people, period. You should still respect them too. But it's like we have to teach them, like it's like we're trying to teach, especially when it comes to sons, like when you talk about uh if they get pulled over.
2: Mm -hmm. All
3: the things we try to reiterate to them the same. Be say yes, sir, no. You know, I'll it's like we shouldn't have to yeah, you know, and it's like, why do we have to teach? We First of all, you, I feel like res, respect, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, or no, is something that we just start from the bottom. Right. Uh, like, especially, like, I have a, one of my granddaughters. Like, she's three. But from the jump, when you could say words, it's like, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You, we don't just say yes, no. You know, we you are big sing. on respect. Cannot. <laughs> you know, we're real big on respect. And it's like... Right we try to, it's like, but we don't want to make our kids feel like you just have to be bound down to people.
2: And that's yeah. what I was about.
3: like, it's, it's like and our that, kids, like they have to end up doing, like you got to almost bow down instead of just being the respectful person that you are. It's like, you got to be like, yeah, thought, and, 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 that, and that's why the kids, that's why the kids have to be taught because that, that, mm-hmm. that form of the respect that, that we require it's part of our brainwashing that was given to us from slavery. Because even mm-hmm. when we were kings and queens, we didn't do respect like exactly. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. It was a different type of um culture when we did respect. But when we mm-hmm. came into over here to enslave it, the way they wanted us to respect them was, yes, sir, master. No, sir, master. So that's where yep. yes, ma'am. No, ma'am stuff comes from. And that's just mm-hmm. putting to us. And the parents knew it. They knew it. You better say yes, sir. You better say no, sir. So it just came down from generation to generation to generation. Uh-huh. It is the form of never respect, but it was abused.
0: Yeah. It was after there was Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Only totally abused. And think about the
3: movie The Butler. Where the oldest son didn't respect his dad because he felt like his dad was a yes man. He didn't understand that that was how his dad knew. You know, that really was all he knew coming from a son of a slave and having to, you know, be that way. But he didn't understand that that was, you know, all he knew. And I know, like, even with you, Lily Max is little, but I know you're teaching him, like, those basic, you know, little fundamentals. But when is enough?
1: Enough. Like, when is too much? Too much. Yeah. And before I even, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Lily, because you've been quiet. (laughs) <laughs> I was, was double dutching, trying to jump in. Y'all were saying so many great things. Um, I want to go back and speak to something that Trina said earlier about the kids being home because I have three nephews um, and we were all quarantined together. Um, and just, when we're talking about teaching our kids, just knowing and understanding what they think um, and teaching them, I don't want to say teaching them what perspective to have, but showing them the light, because two of my nephews came to me and they were asking us about George Floyd. Um, and we, asked, you know, do you know what's going on? And they were like, yeah, people are out rioting and looting. They didn't speak to the murder. They didn't speak to the injustice. They said people are wow. rioting and looting. And and that just struck mm-hmm. me so hard because they don't even understand what's going on and they are only getting that side from the media. Um, so me and my right. sister went down and talk to them and really explained what was going on. But I think that's so important to really understand what they are mm-hmm. thinking and what they see because what we see and what we know may not necessarily be what they're seeing and what they know. They're getting a different perspective from their friends or their mm-hmm. or whoever they follow on Instagram or whoever they, you know. Right. The kids I'm talking about, my nephews, they're ten and eleven, so they're younger. But it's just like they don't even understand what's going on, and how do we, you know, articulate that to them? So that's one thing. And then, as far as when do we start teaching, you know, quote unquote, how to behave? It's like how mm-hmm. do you, how do you do that? Because as I said before, it doesn't matter how great they are, you know, it doesn't. And I can't remember. It doesn't. It, but it's just like. You know the 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 over over preaching of, of yes ma'am and no ma'am and you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it's crazy. So there's no there's no perfect time. It's from you know birth. We're teaching them right. different norms that we've had to adjust to and experience through our life. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's different for
3: us. I think for me, um, I grew up with this certain respect of the police officer. Um, it was just, that's just what it was. And we, we looked up to the polling top. So we looked forward to seeing and talking now, but I had to raise my kids to fear the very people that I pay to take Care of them and to serve and protect them i had to teach them that if you're opposed by one you put your head down Why, like danisha just said can and queens. why am i teaching my kid to put his head down but because i don't want something to happen to him or her i'm teaching them to be less than put your hands out the window. put your hands on the stand don't move you know stay there. If you can turn your phone on and start recording but ladies let's keep it real even when those things have done people have lost their i like, got a gun um, on the side of no me he told the man he had a gun and what happened to, you, uh, you know what the thing is is that what one of the things like okay for me my family so yeah like you said we love the police officer I my my brother one of my brothers a police officer my uncle's a police officer so it was like, hey, we never, never was scared of the police officers yeah. into recent years that where you're really scared. So imagine not only am I'm black and living in America, but I'm a black woman that's a licensed, I am a licensed concealed weapon holder. So uh-huh. when I get stopped automatically, I have to give them and show them. And so they ask me if I got a gun. So what if I'm, I don't like what they saying. They feel like I'm a threat. They know that I have a gun. Uh-huh. So I don't I'm, I'm nervous now uh-huh. that I even have the my concealed license because now it's a different I'm in a different mindset. I'm in a different frame. Yeah. And yeah. The, the very people that we depend on to um, protect and serve are killing us. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it yeah. is just like we can't still say now I'm going to be and I'm not going to play. say so much. I'm playing devil's advocate. But I'm also say we can't say all police are bad because mm-hmm. there are some really good ones out here that yeah. are fighting and they're fighting the fight with us and they're they're actually standing up when they see people do what's not right. right but at the same time there was someone i don't know if she made a post or she made something talking about she got stopped i watched it um online she did a whole video of how she got stopped in suburban area where she was and she's married to a white guy and mm-hmm. she was in there and how she put her hands out the window. And so everything she said, she said, I'm about to get my wallet to get my ID. Is that okay? It, I'm about to do this. Is that okay? I'm about to do this now. Is that okay? And you know, when he got through, you know what the officer said to her, ma'am. Thank you for making me feel comfortable. What the hell? Thank yeah. you for yeah. making you feel comfortable. This yeah. is what the officer said to him to her while she was doing that. And so it 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 really like. That whole video had me in tears because why are we having to make you comfortable? Why did he have to make her? Why did she have to make him feel comfortable? You the man with a gun. But That's we what right. I'm and the so, god. Had- and the god, like one of my friends said last night on a panel, he's an army vet. He knew when he went into the army that he could not come home. That was just a given. He when he took that oath he knew it when you started to be a police officer you shouldn't be so scary why yes, are you scared if you're a police officer you know what that is like why especially why when you it? have to do those things that doesn't make sense oh that's my thing ask for teachers why be a teacher you know some people, oh, right, my I some people I take feel like because it's convenient and because maybe that's what the family the rest of the family is doing and they don't really have yeah. a passion or love for that so those people that are, are committing those crimes are just people you know they're just afraid just as much as the person that they're approaching is afraid you know so mm-hmm. i think that that's the question that people have to ask when you go into any profession right you know, i have to ask myself that sometimes why like, are you doing it I'm, Want to do, yeah, because yeah. I want to perform my best level and if I'm in if I don't have a reason why I'm doing it, I'm not going to perform at the top level. I'm not going to follow the standards. I'm not going to follow no boundaries. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, so exactly. that's the question people have to ask. Like, why? Why am I a police officer? Why am I a teacher? Why am I a mental health counselor? Why am I, you know, if it's not for you to do, don't
2: That's if you
3: care.
2: That's the truth.
3: Right. <laughs> right. right. My thing yeah. is, I feel like these the police officers, the judges, the teachers, I feel like all these people in position feel like they because they are in leadership positions that they have the power to overpower God. It's like everybody in these mm-hmm. positions, like, okay, now I want to play God, especially like police officers, the judges, the teacher, they wanna discipline kids, they wanna do this, they wanna do that. It's like who deemed you God on earth? Like you, your purpose is to protect and to serve not to right. do all the extra stuff. Like that's you, that's something that's within you. You are supposed mm-hmm. to hear to one job, all the extraness and you being biased because of what a person is or what a person is. Like right. that, that. like who said that, you know, you are supposed to play God when you are the judge, when you're in a police officer and then not even playing God is the laws as well. Like how can you try to, um, Protect and serve the law, or you know, guard people or whatnot, when you're not even understanding what the law is. Like she said, the police officers, these people are getting into these positions because they need jobs, because they want yeah. to put food on mm-hmm. their table, not because right. they care about these communities, not because they really want to teach these children, not yeah. because they really to change a dynamic in the system these people are not doing that for these reasons anymore and that's why so many cops and so many teachers and so many people in office have abused the system and this is why our system is the way that it is now because everybody has abused their power like why it's so jacked up to a point where you almost don't know how to come out i think about you know. George Floyd. That's what made us snap. We was over it by that time, you know. Like all of a sudden, white folks got a, uh, you know, an epiphany about what was going on. We like <laughs> this is like the seventeen thousand black men that been killed on camera, where everybody can see. But i Sharpton say something at George Floyd's funeral that make that makes it really come real to me. Like when I heard it, I was like, whoa. Had COVID nineteen not happened, we probably wouldn't have seen it the way that. See, now see everybody at home ain't nobody at work exactly, at exactly
2: that's it and so right now, there
3: people got to see it they passed by the trayvon martin thing they passed by the tamir right mm-hmm. they passed by all of these other things a, a cop had a wrong address going to a man's house and kills him and you and you talk about you thought you was at the right place when they told you not to go in now and here we are in 2020 trying to explain to our little brown boys our black boys that you are valuable you are you are a king you are worthy and they see things they see these images on tv of things happening to them by people who they're supposed to look up to the people who they're supposed to feel like okay well you got my back oh i should be comfortable if a police pulls me over because i was not speeding. Nothing wasn't happening. Oh, I'm gonna just reach. You can't reach. You can't move too fast. You can't do nothing. And God forbid, it's two of them. God yeah. forbid, of mm-hmm. them because now police well? They over. you mm-hmm. as well. Not only one officer is pulling somebody over. It's two yeah. and three officers. And you want to talk about anxiety? Let me get pulled over for a traffic violation. Three police mm-hmm. jump behind me. Yeah. That is the- me into a full blown panic attack. Do you hear me? So they no. over police, over patrol exactly no at all. And then when they talk about defunding the police department, and you know, police's are protesting and stuff like that, it's like okay, y'all are protesting because they want to defund the police department. That does not mean that y'all still can't do y'all job. It's just. We're not going to keep giving you money and unnecessary money to buy unnecessary stuff. You are already equipped with what you need. You have your badge. You got your life vest thing on. You got your gun. You got that. If anything, the training needs to be more. And I'm just like, okay, so, you know, the police are some type of way because they want to defund the police department, but, you know, in all honesty, I don't think. You know, it should be a problem with them defunding some of the funds because and they, and they, they, need to fund, right? they need to fund more into a, a good psychological evaluation. You know, everybody something that everybody make sense. Psychological evaluation. I need to dig into your yeah. history, I need to dig into your childhood, I need to dig into who you are as a
2: person because
3: a lot of them come in and it's because they felt like they were bullied while they were in school. They didn't like this. And, and so then guess what? I'm gonna be the big man now. Cause I got exactly. the bag. So yeah, the I got the bag. Wrestling.
2: Wrestling.
3: I've seen it with people that I went to school with like, and you what, you a cop now? And they <laughs> think that's <laughs> bad. You got beat up in the restroom. How do you cop? <laughs> We was taking your lunch money. And now you got a bag. So you look at you know, every on. black person that used to take your lunch money. Yeah. yep, exactly. Yep. I That's think what's is that something, most of these people think about it. Have y'all heard the records of the cops that have killed people? Yes. They have records longer than all our arms put together. The man who had his knee on George Floyd's neck had a whole bunch of stuff in his deck. Infractions, yep. But nothing Why? ever happened to him. No, nothing ever happened to him. And now it took this outcry. So I say to people, I'm going to talk to y'all. Lily, I'm going to start with you. So we, this kid, my kid is a nuck if you buck kid. He ain't no peaceful protester, honey. So if that's what you're looking for, that's not what you're going to get. He going to knock if you buck, straight up. Tell, I want you to give me your opinion. Like, ladies, think about this. Colin was being peaceful when Neil. Colin was being very peaceful. What's your take on them talking about, you know, oh, well, now they want to riot, now they want to protest? I mean, did Colin do that very peacefully?
1: I think that there's no satisfying people. I think that the overall, you know, intention is for you not to protest at all. That's what they want. It doesn't matter if it's loud. It doesn't matter if it's silent. They don't want you to protest. They don't want you to stand up for your rights. They want you to be quiet and continue on with what the norm is now. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, it, it doesn't matter what we do, whether it's loud, quiet, in between, that group of people will never be, you know, satisfied.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm right. With her. It's <laughs> like, it's like dropping even- in our
1: senses. They yeah. dropping
3: bricks right there, talking and about bricks oh, you know, at the cops. Whatever, I, who dropped the bricks there? Right. And just I like you said, like, with, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No. And like she was saying, like his stuff was as peaceful as it could be. But of course, because they, the, that's the way they're equipped. You know, I'm going to do like they say, they, you know, when they talk about us, they always say they, so I'm going to be a they person, too, you know, they. And I, I'd be like, who is that? Who, are, who, are they? who is that? Who is they? Who are you referring to when you say they? If you going to say they, stand with your chest, say who you referring to. Don't sugarcoat it. call it fade a fade. But they don't right, do that. Right. They just say they, them, those. So it's like, even though he was protesting peacefully, y'all want to make it about something that is totally or not he's disrespecting the flag and this it has nothing to do with your flag that flag of what he's yep. saying because you just don't want to acknowledge it they don't want to acknowledge that this is what reality really is you want to deflect mm-hmm. oh he i'm not going to support him he's he's nearly against the flag and that's not respectful please get off your high horse because that's not what it's about but because you exactly. don't really want to handle the real problem you don't want to mm-hmm. rectify the real issue you're going to talk all the way around it And try to Uh take away from what is what it's really about. And so, any protest, because as much as as peaceful as the protest was, even in Houston, you know, the first thing they want to try to talk about is some people were arrested. And my thing was this: the protest, and the whole time through the protest that I was at, that was in what town, city, what city, hall, Uh Did nobody get arrested? It was peaceful. Uh and it ended and it ended peacefully. So whatever happened after that was that, but you know, people, they just want to keep on saying, oh, they want to loot, They want to do this. We were not the only people out there. And we were acting like all you thought was black people. But you know what, this is the problem. It, like she said, it won't matter we're not gonna make everybody happy whether you Mm -hmm. peacefully protesting if you're kneeling down if you decide to sit down if you decide to whatever the case may be there nobody's gonna be happy with whatever everybody's doing the problem is I don't care if they're protesting riding fighting you back all of this I understand why do I agree with everything that they're doing no I, I don't agree with us burning down our own businesses and doing things to our own uh, neighborhoods. No, I don't. Cause what's that going to get you? But the bad publicity that we getting right now, that's going, that's messing up what the movement is supposed to be about. But yeah, I understand why they're doing it. I understand why they're riding. I understand why they're protesting. I understand why they done went and looted. Guess what? They done fought. They done done everything. They've tried so hard mm-hmm. and this is the only way that they're getting some people's attention. Is it the right attention? No, but it's getting your attention. So, yeah, you can we can like, yeah, we can that be that like that Colin and, and Neil. I posted a picture. And I'm, I'm going to trying not to get emotional. I posted a picture. My daughter's graduating class. Over half of those kids kneeled at the graduation. What? during what? The, And my daughter was one of them in her dress and her heels. And they kneeled. And it was because they get it. They can't do a whole lot, but they get it. And I'm and I understand that some people they're doing a protest or whatever. I can use my voice. I got a mouthpiece for days. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we actually getting to the point that people are asking, what can we do? Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was this bad. Okay, we kind of going on. I didn't know it was this. I, I I'm trying to teach. no, I'm not gonna teach you anything because Try y'all didn't teach us my own history. It's time yes. for we didn't told you enough. You know mm-hmm. what's been going on. You're not deaf. You're not dumb and you're not blind. You see it. So it's mm-hmm. time for you. If you want to really know what's going on with us and you really want to help us and be a part of the solution, it's time for you to go educate yourself. Stop asking exactly. us to tell you what's going on, how we feel. What, How you think we feel? How would you feel Ooh. if you, the police, every time the police come by, you jumping? Because exactly. you don't know what they're coming to do. Exactly. Why? Would you be peacefully protesting all the time? Yeah. Right, nope. Mm-hmm. That needs. what's your take on that? I think there's levels to it. You know, um, yeah. when we just look back in history, you know there's levels to where we're at now. As prophecy is fulfilling itself, and I think that if ever if the voices aren't heard now, then what's to come later is gonna be worse. So what happened at kneeling is that was peaceful. They've they've been times. Mm-hmm peaceful for so long so how much more does people have to take so if this if, if the turnaround doesn't happen now then for sure that the, the next time that something does happen it's not going to be um the way that they want it to be you know those peaceful protesting is going to go to those those dangerous protesting you know and i just think that those levels because of the mm-hmm. underlying damage and hurt for years and years over oh, 400 years you know, we, we came into captivity over well, four hundred years ago. You know, we got to go deeper than, further than Malcolm X, Marvel the King, and all those. You know, I tell my kids that's that's that, that's not history. That's that's just that's just American history. Get go back a little further, deeper when we were came into captivity. So look yeah. at that from years and years and years, and the levels are only going to get bigger if if they don't um, compromise, and if we can't learn how to coexist in this world together. Yeah,
2: so, and just so, like
3: you said. Which and it it doesn't even like you said even when you talk about way back I think about just the stuff as that we experience still on the daily that was still what they was experienced we might not we might might not experience everything exactly to that magnitude right but it's still the same thing and I especially I know because I grew up in a small town Terrell Texas we had a white and a black side separated by our train tracks wow. Still, and it's still that's still what you call it. The black side and the white side, the north and the south. You know what I mean? And I I ain't that old, you know, but I'm saying this is still the, the way we grew up. This is still how mm-hmm. I grew up. We still grew up that I felt like, you know, in school, y'all will use our black boys for all y'all can use them for when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. But once sports over, y'all don't care anything about it. my mama was a school teacher. She recently retired a couple of years ago. But I know her as a high school te- school teacher, she used to be like, don't come to me, want me to boost grades or do stuff for grades. But when this right. is over, you don't care anything else about them. Uh-uh. You're not worrying about them once this is over. And that's, and that's right. the same way when it comes to slavery.
2: You use uh-huh. us for, what, see, you use like, for what you use us for.
3: And that's what the education, ed- educating our parents and our children on what's what does slavery look like in today's time? Understand mm-hmm. what slavery looks like. Teaching our children about how, how they're being used for certain things and how not to be manipulated. Because I tell my children all the time, hey, if somebody's trying to get something out of you, but you better for on show be getting something out of them too. I said, don't, don't mm-hmm. go to school and think you're going to perform as somebody and play, just play basketball. What are they going to give you? Are they going to give you a full ride? Or guess what? You exactly. You want an extra. So we <laughs> have to, as adults have to get educated to learn how to teach mm-hmm. our children and those that are surrounded around us what slavery looks like and compare it to Everybody, you know, on different levels. Because I yeah. talked to my all about slavery, the mentality mm. of slavery through like music for him. Because I like this to some certain music, young boy, one of them boys, and I'm like, do you hear what he's? Saying? I'm like, tired of them boys. And you I'm the side? Side? I'm you the... in your mind to think that this is how it's supposed to be. No, right. So I have to talk about 13 y'all in a different way about slavery. You see what's going on. You see how to, you know. So it's like, how are we educating ourselves to educate others, our children, our families? Because I still believe that educating at home is going to help the, our children survive in this next season. Definitely. The that's coming. Is that's, This time right here, I, there's a small window. And people and, and the COVID is just a distraction, but people better understand that that distraction is going to, if we're not paying attention to what the main focus is on, about how many kids are going to be left behind because of this, even with school and everything, how many parents have lost jobs, how many things are going to continue to keep going in the cycle, but if we don't take this window of opportunity to get educated, to educate our people right now and take this one of opportunity to start gaining things back then we are not going to be right. able to evolve in the next season right mm-hmm. and education is key. i agree with you on that like don't come asking me to teach you nothing because the whole history book is written on your history in the first place so don't come ask me nothing about you want education or you want me to help you understand something first of all ask me how i'm doing ask me how i feel i just saw a man Which I haven't seen the video, honestly. But, you know, I just saw a man put his knee on somebody's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Ask me how I'm doing first. Ask me how my people are doing before you jump in trying to figure out, you know, what you can do next and how I can educate you on how you don't, how you, for not to be a racist. I can't help you with that right there. I'm trying to take care of myself and my people right now because it's not about you. Cause we're yeah. not taught, yeah, you're right. We're not we're not taught that growing up. We you know we try to teach our children the right things, so our children don't understand. Right now, to me, I feel like they're looking at things like, man, what's really going on? Like, yes, it's real, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're not we, we don't teach our children about you know racism. We just don't. We, we try we to, not to as much as we you know we know that it exists. I and I guess a little part of me and. And I'm going to be honest, like a part of me, not a little part, a whole big part of me as a mother of a black son, my mind is always like, like I, like I never really wanted him to date outside. Mm -hmm. our race because my mind always thinks about girl, if somebody talk any kind of way to you, down. I don't care if you are mad. If they're mad, i into it. If that girl says anything, anything, they're calling you any kind of nigga, anything. When I say I'm going to be right there, you know, so that was something that I always was like, that made me like, I really didn't want, like I said, because I grew up in a town that was, they can right. try to play like It is racist. You know what I'm saying? You know, and like even, you know, like y'all don't really acknowledge people unless they can do something for you when mm. it comes to us, like I say. So like uh Jamie Foxx, y'all want to say something about him because he came from there, but y'all wouldn't, if he had, you know what I'm saying, because y'all want him to give y'all something, but if he wasn't going to give y'all something, y'all couldn't get nothing out of him, y'all don't want to acknowledge him. Right. You know, and it's like, it's like I don't like with my you it's we try like I really don't wanna be have any kind of racial
0: This year has us all wanting to be healthier and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com.
3: animosity or whatever you want to say mm-hmm. but in the deep in the depths of my heart it that has always been something that I with my like I was like I really would not want them to marry or date outside the race because it's it's just hard to think that somebody mm-hmm. would belittle you because of your color you know what right. I'm saying? because a lot of times you you might be dating this female she might be okay for on the surface because sometimes even though they be dating you they still can go there because mm-hmm. that's been put in them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then when you're dealing with their family, and they have those things that they may be saying, and I'm just like, I that's something that I would never want. I wouldn't want my kids to have to experience in their house. Like, I wouldn't want you to have to be going right. with somebody white or whatever, Hispanic, whatever, and then they talking about you. They calling you a nigga every other day because... You know what I'm saying? When they get into it, and no. then they family want to come get you because this nigga over here. You oh, know, you know, those are things that yeah. you think about, and that's something you that, know. like when you said, mm-hmm. it's still you still, and I still think about like that whole slave mentality. Like I just, yeah, you don't use them for this, but on the right. surface, My you really feel this underneath. Exactly. My thing is now at this point, I feel like they. they have the the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech, okay? And when people use their freedom of speech, they feel like we should be quiet. It's like, we voicing our opinions, (laughs) voicing what we really are feeling, then you try to find a way to manipulate or try to find a way to use the media to make it seem like we are doing something wrong when we're simply stating our freedom of speech. And I said that to say is, like our amendments um, in the Constitution that was built, that was built years ago. I feel like it has to be rewritten for us to go forward. It has mm-hmm. to be rewritten for the current times and the times to come above us because the Constitution right now it is nothing; it's void because it's so much that's going on and so many people abuse it as far as the laws and what's written there as well. So I feel like Make we sure just need to rewrite. Whole thing, okay? Because look. We weren't even considered human when that document was written to begin with. We weren't even considered. Human, we were property. Exactly. That's what it needs to be. That's what we should be hit. protesting. That's what we yep. should be asking for them to rewrite the amendments because we were not people. We were not considered as them then. So, right. you know, exactly. why should we abide by something that y'all read amongst y'all without us being involved in it, without us saying, okay, maybe that should be a law. Can we vote on that? Like, we didn't get to vote on what's this that's and what's that. Mm-hmm. That's and true. we really was excluded. Like yeah. you said, we really were not included. We were really excluded from that exactly. because we still wasn't on their level we to work. them. <laughs> so, we were. not We were. not So, like, I'm going to pose this last question to you. And this one, I just want y'all to think about this. So, anytime a black boy dies at the hands of a and I'm going to call it what it is, or a cop, we teach you breaking up. We are breaking up really bad. You breaking up real bad, Keisha. Now you muted. Okay, try it again. <laughs> it's like frozen. It's choppy. Say something. Yeah, try it again and you'll mute now. It's choppy. It's choppy. That's that T-Mobile.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, can't what? We can't hear you.
3: <laughs> no, you muted. Now you're on mute now. You have it on mute. Now say something. Talk now. It's still. We can maybe, hear, maybe, you, but it's choppy. it's choppy. It's like maybe go back in. I don't know. It might shut it down. Write in our comments. We <laughs> yeah, got put it in the comments. Put the question in the comment. Then we then we can answer. She over there laughing at us, y'all. She sounded like a <laughs> robot. <laughs> yes, put it in the comment. But in the meantime, I just think that the issue, you know our issues when it comes to um, the police, the same way they like to tell us that all police aren't the same. I feel like they need to say realize that about, us too.
2: Uh, every black person that you see is not a criminal
3: every like you want us to respect y'all but y'all don't want to respect Mm -hmm. us and that comes when you know when when they when we are killed when they kill us when a policeman kills someone black you the first thing they want to do is criminalize them they take them from being the victim to a criminal you might and i and i made a post i said in that instant you don't know anything about their background as fast as the stuff happens their whole rap sheet isn't coming back as fast as this stuff happens so you know nothing about them in that moment when you're taking their life and then after the fact then they bring up all these things that make people say oh well they deserved it they deserved it but in that moment you knew nothing and that, right. that I feel exactly. like. If they do that, you know, stop trying to minimalize that person's life by bringing and that's up. That's what they do. So guess what? That could have been ten years ago. I'm a changed person. I'm not the same woman exactly. I was last. Year. So don't judge me off of what you think you know about but me from my past, because that exactly. man—you don't know what that man was going through. That man could have just accepted Christ, and you don't went out there and did something. Exactly. His background. Exactly. Too. but when, uh, uh but you I know, but you know when you think about if a white person does a mass shooting or something, the first thing they want to speak to is their mental issues. You never they don't start talking about their whole background and they had 20,000 de- uh thefts and they beat up their girlfriend 20 or 10 days ago. You always want to say about a mental issue.
2: Right. But
3: with us, you go dig up anything that you think can make them not be deserving of life. Exactly, that's what they do. Anything that okay, they can minim- diminish their um, person, to- it's crazy. To answer the question that you typed over here, um we all grieve when black boys get killed. What is it that you want mothers of other races to know? And my answer is, um it could be your son. You know, and not even because you are black, but if you are a mom that has a multicultural son you know black and white son like if you have anybody that has a son it could be your son because not only are they um not respecting black lives but it's other people's lives as well you know because they are judging different children where they come from what side of town they live on it could be your child you know and i just want other mothers to know that you know we have to protect our children as much as possible um, but, you know, allow society to kind of teach them as well, you know, because it's hard to try to, you know, shelter them from everything. We have to allow them room to grow on their own terms as well, but just know that it could be your child. It could be your son. It could be your daughter. It could be your brother, sister. It could be anybody. Um, and nobody is exempt from how people really, really feel or how people would treat other people because we don't know, you know. Um, so nobody is exempt and I, and I, and like, oh, you can go Go ahead ahead. and just like she said, you know, because, and I guess I, when you say that, like when, when, when kids are killed period, as mothers, we feel that pain, you know what I mean? Like when those mass shootings happen as mothers, we feel like that very well could have been our kid sitting in that classroom at that school when that happened or anything that happens to these young kids if they die in a car wreck or drunk driving hits them. you know we automatically feel that pain as mothers and it's it's like they don't it's not reciprocated like they don't seem to understand and feel the pain that we feel when we see a kid that looks like our kid being killed and we think that very well could have been my son in that position and kill but with us we sympathize and empathize and all of that we feel all of those emotions when any child is taken away from this earth too soon our people period when they're taken away from this earth too soon we feel that but it's like when it's us when it's our our people it's like we don't get that same affection we don't get that same sympathy we don't get that same heartfelt I cannot believe right. this happened to that person. Right. The way that right. we feel when it's anybody this life that's been taken unjustly.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And I kind and I of tell, <laughs> okay, Lily. Okay, um what when what would I tell other mothers is other races is don't look at the color of my child's skin. Look at what happened mm-hmm. to him. Don't mm-hmm. prejudge him and you don't know. Him. Just period. Don't look at the color of his skin. Imagine that's your child laying there. There's nothing for you to try to figure out his background. It's nothing for you to say, well, he shouldn't have been doing what he was doing. What if that was your child? Point blank, period. It's nothing else to say. Don't look at the color of his skin. Look at the fact that that's somebody's child and it could be your child. Exactly. We don't have to go through no, this long dissertation, period. What if that was your child? Not the fact that he something wrong because i don't care when george floyd called out mama that did something to everyone that is a, a a mother even the ones that ain't mothers it did something too because i'm like i never wanted to watch the whole video but y'all folks i'm gonna say y'all all y'all's cousins and inboxes and facebook's and posted and it's, like, it's in your face and i was like you gonna I watch, watch this today, <laughs> And when I finally saw it, the tears and, and everything have- and the emotions it took over. And I'm like, it doesn't, I don't care what he did. He didn't deserve to die like that. And it's still somebody's child. Like, I don't care. If I right. see somebody's kid doing something they ain't got nothing to do, and they like she said, something happened and, and they lay down in the street, I'm gonna be right there consoling them up. That boy could have just robbed the store. That don't mean he had to lose his yeah. life. I don't right. care what color he yeah. is. And that's what other races of mothers need to understand. Look at us and stop looking at us as color. First of all, stand up for us because you're a mother. You're a mother too, and look at the fact that, right. that that could be your
2: child. Right, Lily. ahead, Lily. I'm
1: in here. I'm in here. Um, you know, I just wanted to speak to the fact that racism is something that's taught. So yep. that is a mother or that is a father or a grandparent or somebody teaching that child how to behave like that, teaching that mm-hmm. child to fear black men, teaching that child to disregard black men. So yep. what I want to say to other mothers is teach your children what's right. There's right. there's no reason for hate. There's no exactly. reason for it. So, because this is a learned trait, that's something that needs to be reworked in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, Lakeisha, you were speaking to the fact earlier I don't have time to teach you how to not be racist. You know, yeah, that's yeah. something that that community needs to work on, right? They need to teach their children as they're growing up that this is unacceptable. There's no reason for this. And this needs to stop with this generation. Um, mm-hmm. so
3: you know we can't understand nothing uh, you saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I can't. I don't know what you what? I'm Look at my face. Um, one thing I uh, <laughs> One thing I think for me that I want um other mothers to know that um today could be my day and tomorrow could be yours you know and we have to be mindful sometimes to not think that um you're exempt yeah yeah you know that you're exempt and <laughs> even though my child even in the same way that it feels that if your child was to die in a car wreck or any other like you said like we all say that we all have sympathy for others when death comes for children or people that we know but right. at the same time i think that um when one when one woman weeps, we all weeps, and it, and it takes me back to the beginning. You know, it takes me back even when when Jesus was crucified. The way Mary wept, even though we didn't, we wasn't at the in that time. We watched that movie. We feel that. We understand that. Yeah. You know, and that's yes. that's that's how, that's how I look at it. You know, we can't think that it can't happen to us, but also at the same time that hey, today is me, and tomorrow could be you. Mm. Yeah. And i had somebody ask like how do we how do they um how do they start by unteaching you know the racism that racism that was taught and i guess i don't really i don't know how i guess i feel like like for that person it has to be a conscious decision to decide that this is not right you know what i mean even as kids you know like you said you know at some point when we're teaching our kids right from wrong, it, it just has to be a point in someone's life, in that person's life, that you have to decide that this is not right. This is not yeah. right. These views are not right. This is not what should be going on. This is not. Yeah. It's not okay. You know what I mean? So I guess it's it's the unteaching it. it I don't even you know. Have, and and to me, uh, and one thing for me that I I've had to do just in my journey is uh, with the with with retraining my mind, my thought process and 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 transform, transformation within myself that I really have to seek God for a lot of understanding with things because He God is love. Yeah. And if we walk in that and we believe in that and we are truthful in love, then the love that's on the inside automatically pours and shines out. So therefore yes. to me, you have to seek to understand. You have to seek God. Yes. You have to seek and understand yourself. You have to seek and understand right. others. It, it it the the transformation can happen. The, the, the mindset is very powerful, and you change your mind, you change your life. Is what I tell my children that mm-hmm. you change your mindset on how you think about right. things and how we view things. I can go as far as like um when I think about how sometimes we the way we view money in in um sometimes in our black cultures, you know, we always talk about maybe we don't have no money, we broke, and I tell my children, hey, we we ain't never be broke. We use money, we recycle money. So therefore, I right. speak those things so that energy is to, to the atmosphere to understand as if it's so. We are God
2: yeah. God mm-hmm. is
3: in us, and He created us to be able to mm-hmm. have the power and, and have dominion and possess everything that we have. So, therefore, we have to tap and teach our children, teach ourselves, go back into what we have, what the resources God gave within us, and then when right. we tap into that, then we can start evolving to the person that God created us to be, not the world. Exactly. Mm. Right. And you just tell your kids what right. my mom said. My mom said, "We ain't never broke. We just in between blessings." All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's what. That's that's the words of Geraldine Glover. Tell it's, coming, really? it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and if I want, look, that this is that old wisdom that you need to pass down. It's that history lesson you need to pass down. My uncle, called <laughs> my uncle, my uncle said, said so that as long as I owe you, you'll never be broke. So I'm rich <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I'm rich. Yeah, <laughs> I'm rich. I know that's right. But no, I'm this, in with this, you. I'm rich. I'm rich in the city. I'm rich out the city. That's it. Yes, but and it's like, as long as like we you keep know.
1: telling our kids.
3: You tell them that. You like, I tell them. Yeah. I like to say, "No, I don't have no money. I don't have money for what you want." But the thing is, is, that to, I got
1: money.
3: <laughs> I got some. I don't know what you got, what? but it's. got no money. <laughs> Sometimes they <laughs> got more than I do, and I have some here. <laughs> but no like you said we just need other parents other not even just mothers mothers too but we just need them to understand that death comes it knocks on everybody's door so it has no it's no discrimination of person we all got just like we live and we all gotta die
2: so Mm -hmm.
3: today it might be this one the next day it might be somebody you know so understand that it's no it has no respect of person. It just does. Yes. It comes.
2: You know and what I mean. Is, so, and the, right.
3: yeah. And the thing that I also believe too is that you know you you reap what you sow. So whenever somebody else is grieving, what are you doing? Definitely. Because when your time comes, you got, you want the same thing that you dished out. So whatever you dished out, uh-huh. you get that back, regardless if it's right. like with giving the uh supporting or loving or encouraging, whatever it is, you know. So you 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 can look at me and my misery, or or look at what's going on even in our culture, or what's happening to our, our children, our, our sons, but in due time, the table is a season. Exactly. So what you put out into that universe, you're going to get it back. So and you're going to get that harvest. point. I'm waiting on my millions. I'm waiting on my millions. I'm waiting on all of that. Cause your it's coming 40. back. Why not your
2: I'm waiting
3: my my 40 acres, my like mule, you. my Tesla, my mansion. I'm a, I'm an
2: the list.
3: <laughs> y'all, 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 keeping it you gotta think bigger. You gotta think bigger. We gotta expand our horizons now. We passed yeah. that. 400 years was four acres in the mule. Now I'm gonna need the car, the house, the bank account, yeah. and all that to match it. Now uh, I'm past it. Grade, yeah, business. Give me, down, me some bonds.
2: That's grade. it. Yeah. My yeah. Change I my credit score. Change my credit score. I want a silver
3: spoon like y'all got it. Please, give it to me. Right. <laughs> right. bankrupt a couple times and keep telling about you know. I'm not going to play. Me with me you. I, I'm not going to play. <laughs> Put me in the game. I, I definitely, y'all can hear me now? Yes, we can yeah. hear you good now. now. So, uh all know I done had fun with y'all tonight. Like, y'all are the bombs. That's why y'all my girlfriends. I know the audience has. Have fun with y'all so very quickly tell people how they can get connected with you because you all are business women, that's what I like. So, Shanika, what's up with you? How do people get connected with you? Hey, y'all, you can get in touch with me uh through Chanika Grant at gmail.com. You can go on Facebook, there's a Chanika Grant speaker actor page. Um, you can reach me through uh instagram or whatever you can go to www.unveiledaspirations.com. um i am let's see what else if, if you really need me my phone number is connected to those pages so you can just reach out to me for life coaching i also am a certified life coach i'm the uh, host on access Granite. The radio station, I mean, on my own talk show. So reach out to me. You can reach me through High Volume Music Radio or as well, like I said, on any of those platforms, social media, Facebook, Instagram, all of that good stuff. All right, all right. Miss Trina. Miss Trina. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> okay so again, like i think i'm about half sleep y'all it's past my bedtime for real and i wasn't drinking wine i was drinking straight orange juice okay but- <laughs> apple juice, apple juice. <laughs> but again i'm trena b i am trina bi am the founder of girl let's talk atl you can find me on all social media platforms at girl let's talk atl and the website and Girl Let's Talk Atlanta is an open media conglomerate for African American women. Um, and I focus on communications and media. So if you would like to be a part of what's going on and see what's going on with Girl Let's Talk Atlanta, find me. Okay. And I think I got I'm married like yes. in our I with a baby and I'm married. And, and that is is on my second home. So, okay. That's all right. We're going to connect this. We're going to connect. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. I... Hey. <laughs> Look, this coronavirus got everything on hold. You know, I'm usually out and about in the scene doing stuff, but now it's like I'm doing virtual stuff, and it's like I, I just miss being out. Like, I want to see people connected. Right, <laughs> right. 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 Right.
2: Right. 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 We
3: appreciate you. Um, before yeah, you go to the person, Miss Trina, my sister wanted to know were you daydreaming? <laughs> <laughs> I was well, about to sleep. I'm sleeping. She, she, she got a little bit of y'all, so that's <laughs> why I was <laughs> just up. She got
2: to be talking at bedtime. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dalifio, how can we get connected with you?
3: Um, you can get connected with me on Facebook at Dinesha McNeil and also on my... I forgot to tell you I was a photographer, y'all, as well.
2: But yes, I'm
3: right now. <laughs> um, and you can also reach me at my uh, email at danishaed 82 at gmail.com. Cole beans. Candice um i have facebook you know you can reach me at candace davis uh crompton on my facebook my instagram is untapped beauty um like i said i am a licensed cosmetologist so i do do hair but um so you can reach me on those things and then um my uh especially those you can really reach me on those social media sites because i check my messages
1: so yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey lili
1: Yes, yes, yes. I'm with Trina, y'all. I'm at ATL too. It's about ten o'clock here. Um, oh, I'm seeing the time difference. Yeah, the time
3: difference.
1: Southern time. That's why I am tired, y'all. Um, <clears throat> but yes, uh, I'm Alicia, aka Lily. When I'm not being a mama, I well, I'm always being a mama, but. Um, I'm a wedding planner and a graphic designer. You guys can find me at Alicia L. Fitch on Instagram, and um, Brighter Affairs for wedding and event planning, and then Brighter Ink Studios for graphic design and multimedia design. I
2: need a load of oh. them. <laughs> we we
1: been been
3: y'all. Mm-hmm. Hey, Okay, <laughs> so them flyers y'all been looking at? Lily, my new Brandon, that's coming out. <laughs> uh, okay. Y'all know when I go to Atlanta to do workplace like I'm working with Lindy. Lina, you like okay. this? Yeah, we like this, like for real. <laughs> so that's my girl, like for real, for real. She she got it going on. So I definitely appreciate y'all. I love all of y'all. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. We, so we got to like because we gotta keep. Ed- Educating people, and we'll find ways. Platforms like Trina's, platforms like mine, all of y'all, we need to keep driving the conversations. Yeah. um on. so next monday i am having ministers on the panel we're gonna talk about racism and religion what does god say Ooh. about racism Ooh, so you guys do not, not be a part of this series because we're getting we getting deep y'all we going in real real hard so thank y'all for joining you already us. got your mental suspect right <laughs> yeah you already got your mental you got your minister speakers i got one for you if you don't yeah i do but i'm gonna hit you up because i need one more. my mama <laughs> oh, and oh she yeah gonna keep it real real <laughs> <laughs> oh it's good you